Hey everyone, Scott here. Thanks for joining me again for another episode of Casey Greats. As you know, Casey Greats is here to bring you inspirational stories of people doing great things right here in the city we love. Now, our guest this episode has created a business in Kansas City that you really wouldn't expect. As we're right in the heart of the Midwest, so we obviously have blue-collar roots, but that's changing a lot. We've had a ton of tech development in our area, as you know, in the last several years, but the business that Michael Wilson has started here really has centuries-old roots. And in just a short couple of years, Kansas City has been put on the map for an entirely different industry for us. So take a listen. I hope you'll enjoy it. Hey folks, this is Scott, back for another week of KC Greats. I'm here at a new, really unique manufacturing operation with Michael Wilson. And I'm going to need help to make sure I get the name right, because I'm not sure I'm getting it. Is it Niall? Nile. Nile. Like okay. the river. Like the river. Not spelled that way, but you guys can check Although it out. Although that's a great part notes. of the brand, right? All the really good watch companies, you can't say their name either very well. So, <laughs> okay. you know, right? Like, I guess it's, that's part of the appeal, I guess. That, that works. You know, slow people like me have to ask. But um, basically, I learned about uh, Nile just really in the last couple weeks. They've gotten some, some publicity around some Royal stuff and Big Slick. But, uh, Michael, if you don't mind, just tell me what you guys are doing here. Yeah, so, so Nile is a manufacturer of timepieces right here in Kansas City. We manufacture everything except our movements, which are manufactured out of Switzerland. Um, right here in America, and everything but our straps and the glass right here in Kansas City. That's what a lot of people don't know is that, yes, we were we were recently named the number one American watchmaker by the good trade, and that's awesome, but people in Kansas City don't realize that, like, almost 80% of this thing's made right here in Kansas City, like partners in town and ourselves with in-house production. So, um, you know, we've really built not just a, a set of products and timepieces, but we really built a brand that I think exists for a reason, and I think this is really what's grabbing hold, and we talk about honoring those that are all in, and all in's an anagram of Nile, and um, that's really what, what Nile is, is we are a, a luxury goods company that produces things for those that are all in. Pretty cool, and just, I'm guessing it plays uh, a part in why Kansas City, but your background, are, are you a native guy here, or what? I was born in Texas, uh, raised in Kansas City. I've been here since I was two, but I still say things with a southern draw from time to time. <laughs> like, I say Thane, and I say um, Major, and I, I never knew until, like, people just started telling me. Um, so, apparently, that stuck from my previous, uh, previously to two. But, yeah, I grew up here, uh, Shawnee Mission South, KU guy, UMKC graduate. Um, and, you know, it, it just made sense. We were, I was running my own marketing agency when I was 20... Four, right when Google Fiber, I started the day before Google Fiber came to Kansas City, so I'm like an OG to the crossroads, right? Um, <laughs> and so it really kind of worked out because I, I ran that for three years and sold it, and then I started Nile. And, um, you know, why Kansas City? One, yeah, it's my home, and I got two little girls and a family, and so I'm not going anywhere. But two, it is just genuinely a unique city in that um, I really don't think we could achieve what we have achieved so far really anywhere else and there's so many reasons that I could go about that but it is a magnificent city for so many great reasons you know I hear that a lot and and it it's a question that I ask folks is you know what what resources here in KC have really made it made it more possible for you to 
basically stay here with something that I've got to imagine that a luxury company like this is is usually focused either on our coasts or even Europe, and this is kind of out of the norm for the Midwest. Absolutely. You know, I, um, things that make Kansas City kind of a, a perfect ground for this is I really, it's, it's not usually a popular topic when I bring this up. However, a lot of times, you know, right now we're spending a lot of money on investment in tech companies. We want to be the next Silicon Valley. Um, we want to be the next this and that tech related. And Kansas City is not really a tech city. We're a product city. I mean, Garmin. Um, it, you know, product and service, uh, H&R Block, and the things that you look at, even the friends that I have that are building companies are building products. And what I've found is, is that Kansas City is, one, it's a marketing city. We've got more marketing agencies here than, like, you know, a lot of other cities out True. there. And so we're, we're, we're very bred to think about marketing and sales and, like, a, a real production mindset. But then we've got roots in the Midwest of just being strategically good for manufacturing products. We have all sorts of an aerospace industry here between yeah. here and Wichita and Oklahoma. So you're combining like this mixture of manufacturing with like a focus on product. And that's why we are unique and Kansas City is really a product and service city. We're not a tech city and we need to embrace that. Um, you know, fortunately, I, I switched my life from running a marketing agency to building a watch company and my life is much better and way more fulfilled. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just interesting because Kansas City is, it's not necessarily the city itself. It's not the government of Kansas City, Missouri that is, that, that is creating all the spark and the revolution that's going on. They are a good supporter of it. It's the people. It's the people. It is 100% of the people. You know, when we were in the crossroads, and it was back before everything really started to take off, all of our friends were, you know, a golf cart drive away from each other. <laughs> and I always threatened to get a golf cart, and I, it's still a fantasy of mine. But, you know, like people like Bo with Thou Mayest and, you know, all the guys that are coming with their breweries. It's the support of, like, everybody puts on everybody else. We're all here to support each other. Our supplier of leather was right across the street from us, the Sandlot Goods. And oh, so, wow. um, you know, that's what you, makes this city just so oddly unique. It's not about um, whose business is going to do better. It's about, hey, man, I, I want to help you. I want to, you know, introduce you to people. And that alone is something that I should just never seen anywhere else. And it's such a small town. A small town. It's a small city from a um, relationship standpoint that it's just absolutely mind-blowing. That's really cool, and it's. I, I hear a lot of people say that it that it operates a lot like a small town, even though we're a, a fairly good sized metro. So that's that's a pretty common theme around here. And I, I'm just wondering, you know, for you, why why custom or or, or luxury timepieces? It's it's a different niche. It's really something unique, not just for here. You know, I, I got a Tag Heuer professional as a gift and a pair of Allen Edmund shoes from my dad when I was 18 when I graduated high school. And he screwed me for life because I can never take a step down, <laughs> right? You can't go wear a Timex after having a Tag Heuer. You can't wear a pair of Doc Martens after having a pair of Allen Edmunds. It just doesn't work that way. And so, um, you know, that always affected me. Uh, my sense of design, my sense of style, you know, just everything. I cared about quality and I really cared about design. And so... Um, that's really where the genesis of everything was. And then when I ran my own marketing agency, I developed an expertise in marketing. And um, my part and role in it was both the sales side but also the design side. You know, we were a small group. And so, um, you know, built out a, a knack for design. And then, you know, really it, it just kind of evolved from there. And, um, you know, that, that focus on, on design in the background um, – kind of led me into this place where I sold my marketing agency and I wanted to not be a serial entrepreneur for the rest of my life. I wanted to 
focused on something. I was having my first child, so like my mind's switching from short-term to long-term focus, right? Longevity. Sure. And I'm looking at it going, I want to find something I can chase the rest of my life that has no cap to how successful it could be. And, you know, really something to capture all my ADD. <laughs> and, um, you know, fortunately, this was it. I grew up, my dad had a, um, a manufacturing facility when I was a kid. And so it wasn't like a mystery that, you know, you take an idea and you turn it into something out of metal. And you know so, that things can be made. Yeah, it's you know, not, my dad is um, is not, um, you know, he left college when um, his father died to take care of his mother, yet you would think he's a PhD in particle physics because he became one of the most knowledgeable people on the planet in particle physics. And so he worked within the food industry, and his applications within the food industry made MREs and all sorts of other technology. And so um, I was very influenced by my dad and his ability to really dive in and understand and learn. And really, at the end of the day, it's about the accumulation of knowledge, right? It's... The more you learn, the more you compound. The French call it savoir-faire. But I realized that if I got in early and I really started to just learn more than everybody else in four or five years, which is where we are now, we're going to know more as a company than anybody else. And so that's our biggest asset is we've spent the time to learn this stuff. Okay. So you've highlighted that, that two of the – it sounds like two of the pillars of Nile are design and quality. And you also said you've only been at this for four or five years here, right? Yep. So – are those the two things, the design and the quality focus, that, that you think have propelled you to a young company competing against, I'm, you know, I'm guessing old brands being named the number one you know, timepiece maker in America? That's, that's fast to me. I, it is fast, and I would honestly say it's been way faster to where I feel like what we've done has attributed to that success because when you're a young company, you try all sorts of different things, right? Like the watches that we made – in the first batch aren't going to be as good as we make now. And so, you know, watches that we made three, four years ago um, are extremely valuable because we didn't make a whole lot. You know, they were very low production, maybe 20 or 30 of them that are, you know, that were made three years ago versus 150 last year and then probably 250 or 300 this year. So it continues to grow and progress and more and more rare. But, you know, it's, um, it's a very interesting, um, it, it's a very interesting perspective on, what has provided our success and frankly i think it's our shift of mentality from oh we're going to be american and we're going to build the american market and take it back we're going to take it back from the swiss because we were once successful move it from that into having a respect for the tradition of swiss watchmaking and learn from the swiss and understand what the swiss standards are and so um, our head of production it was one of the youngest managers at omega and his name's dominic markey and uh, dominic also happens to be a world champion curler um, very tall, charming, good-looking guy, and a world champion curler. So, so that's interesting. Um, does he find a place to curl in Kansas City? There, actually, he he won a curling <laughs> tournament here in Kansas City last week. So, was that no challenge for him, or what? I mean, I think he, I think he plays it down, but I'm pretty sure it's no challenge to come to America and, and beat Americans in curling. But you know, man. it's um, Dominic came on board, and when we brought Dominic on board, he brought 300 years of the savoir faire of of Swiss watchmaking, and you know, he really let us evolve from a group trying to figure it out on our own to coming in and bringing a lot of wisdom and shared knowledge. And once we learned from Dominic, we started listening to people more in, this, in the industry. And so um, Nile by no means, you know, we are authentically an American that we do everything we can here in America, and we really are doing it. And you can see it at our factory and at all the places we manage. However, you know, we're not looking to only be American. And we have great friendships with the Turner Watch Company and other Swiss folks that want to see us be successful. Sure. And so um, 
our goal by no means is to um, try to beat our chest and see who's the most American. Um, I prefer to just be authentically American and work with the best. And the Swiss make the best movements right now. And until we can make great movements, we will continue to work with the Swiss. Well, there's a little bit of history there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, three, you know, three, 300 plus years. And, um, you know, at one point in time, America was the leading producer of watches around the world. But what happened was World War One and World War Two, and we shifted precision manufacturing from making watches to making bombs and bullets, and we've been doing it ever since. <laughs> and it's a very lucrative business for us in America. Well, so. that's that's true. Now, it <clears throat> sounds like you you, you mentioned uh, Eterna. Yes. And is that the is that a brand or is that a company that makes the movement that uh, that you're using? Tell me something about that. Eterna is one of the oldest movement manufacturers in the world. They privately manufactured movements um, for Eterna watches and several other small brands quietly for many years. Um, three employees from Eterna movement started Eta, which is a part of Swatch Group, which is in the industry is Huge. like the biggest manufacturer of movements around the world. And so um, as Eta decided that they're not going to supply third parties like a, someone like myself, um, Eterna came in with a whole new philosophy how to do business, a very American way of doing business. And Sounds like they're being an OEM yeah. for smaller, you know, uh, niche manufacturers like you guys. They're, they're working with, you can buy one movement from Eterna. There's no minimum order quantity. Price changes beside on your uh, minimum order quantity, but they have a unique business model. They're easy to work with, and Niall was their first customer. And so when they launched the Caliber 39, this was like March of last year, just after Basel World, we had been trying to find a solution. I get a call from a guy named Chris Becker who says, you know, here's Eterna you want to work with. And I said, yes. Took a, they took a gamble on me, I took a gamble on them, and now they're the most respected movement maker in the game right now. And we're very proud that we've got a great relationship with them. That sounds like a great uh, little bit of serendipity on timing there, where they were looking to start and you're looking to start, you pair up and you can grow together. Well, what works even better is a CEO um, of Eterna Movement has come to Kansas City before, and I took him to Jack Stack Barbecue, <laughs> Arthur Bryant's. I took a Ford Mustang off the lot. We did donuts <laughs> in my parking lot with a bucket full of chicken on his lap. You know, I just really gave him a good full Kansas City experience, and so he loves Kansas City and he's willing to invest anything needed to to make it successful. That's so, awesome. You know, Kansas City's provided well not just for us but for the people who come visit who are skeptical, and um, you know, it's been fantastic. That's really cool, man. Well, I know you guys are not just about setting up Nile as this amazing company, selling beautiful timepieces, but you're here in Kansas City for a reason, not just because you're a native, but you also you also do want to give back, right? 100%. Okay. Yeah, we... What are your, some, some of your favorite uh, ways to do it, or do you guys have specific charities you work with? Yeah, you know, really... Um... We've now become very selective of, of who we work with because we get a lot um, of opportunities to work with charities and auctions. And, you know, when we started out, we launched um, in conjunction with giving 10% of revenue of all of our watches to Big Slick, which benefits Children's Mercy. Nice. Children, uh, Children's Mercy. And so that's obviously been rewarding and has influenced us from day one over when we do limited editions, we typically tie some portion of revenue to some type of nonprofit. So. Children's Mercy has been one that we've always liked to work with and we will always continue to work with. We've worked with the Royals Charities, which we just like as an organization. And sure. because of Ned Yost and all the success that has brought us, it just became a natural fit to work more with the Royals. And so, Good brand ambassador relationship yeah, type Ned, of thing. Yeah, Ned is, um, Ned's an incredibly humble, nice guy, so kind. Um, and what's funny is when I first gave him um, his Nile 1, 
It was back when not everyone liked Ned. We weren't winning yet. But it was the year. <laughs> it, it was, was a little gruff. It, yeah, it was, it was our World Series year. But, you know, there's like Facebook pages of like Fire Ned Yost and all this stuff. <laughs> and so, like, people are like, when I met with Ned, they're like, was he a jerk? Was he really mean? I'm like, no, he's like a really nice, humble, smart dude. And um, we just had a really good relationship with him and the Royals. And I think now people are seeing, you know, he's an all in man. He stuck out and weathered the storm yeah. when no one believed in him. He kept to his guns, and he kept going. And that's what I love about Ned is um, he is a, a perfect, humble version of what an all-in man is. That's pretty cool. I mean, that's – I hadn't thought about that definition and the uh, the play on the name of, of Nile. That's pretty cool. And yeah. everybody now sees that iconic picture of him resting on the dugout with the, uh, yes. the blue face, the Royals blue face Nile watch. And it is a very recognized watch around here. I um, – you know, there's several people that have been walking on the street, and people just stop and say, "Oh my God, is that one of those those Nile watches?" And that's really flattering, right? You know, you yeah. want to create a product that has that ethos in it, and that it has a good feeling about it. And um, it's, I, I said, in every form possible, Kansas City's been kind to us. Very cool, man. So you had mentioned uh, when we had talked earlier about a concept for, you know, for your locality, I guess. And uh, remind me, you called it Fortress KC. Fortress KC, yes. I like it. We, um, you know, we'll be expanding outside of Kansas City over the next 18 months, and it's important to us to really invest in this city, you know, not just with the nonprofits, but with doing great things, with making great products, with making exclusivity that's only available here. And so, you know, we absolutely, of course, we want to be loved by this city. And I think that's what's really important to us is over the next 18 months, you're going to hear stuff from us of not just product but events and um, you know uh, locations and stuff like that that we will be opening um, that's really our means to invest in this city and give the city an awesome experience you can't get anywhere else in the world well I've noticed this with some other folks I've talked to that when they bring a, a unique niche or a unique business idea to town it becomes something that is only you know industry and job creation you're not taking things away from other industries or jobs here in town. You're bringing something completely new. And as far as simple economic development, it's fantastic. Yes. I, um, you know, Niall's philosophy is very much, I'm going to put it this way. My vision for how I would like to see this company is, one, is to be built over my lifetime. And so when, I, when my grandchildren graduate from college, I very much expect that you have the option to work at H&R Block and Cerner and these other companies you think are cool and VML and stuff like that, or you can go work at the Nile factory, mm -hmm. the Nile locations. And to me, what's important about that is I'm, I'm less about numbers of job creation and more about an extreme quality. And it may be the, um, you know, I, someone once called me a, a fringe millennial, and it may be my fringe millennialness <laughs> that makes me want to have a minimum $15 an hour wage at our company. You know, it makes me want to have extremely great benefits and people to be well taken care of. And I expect everyone to work hard, but that's a little bit difference of a generational um, build of a company is I want Nile to be the place that you know when you go to work for that place, you're taken care of really well, and it's cool as hell to work there. Well, it sounds like quality includes not just quality of product, but quality of life. Absolutely. That's something that you know I've made changes in the past several years specifically for that, and it's been wonderful. So to focus on that from the beginning, it seems like it, it would make a very strong pillar of, of building a great company. I mean, as you know, I mean, you've seen the place. We are a small team. 
You know, we're, we're a total of five people that manage everything that's going on at Nile right now. And that sounds small, but we've kept everything small. And people are usually very, very busy, um, including myself. And so, you know, we're going to be expanding that, pro that team over the next year or so and, you know, easily doubling that size. And so for us, it's important that when we do that, we're spending the extra money. Like a prime example, even though it's not perfect over into the luxury category, it's like look at Quick Trip. Mm -hmm. They pay people at Quick Trip way more than every other convenience store on the planet. It's extremely good training. It's actually like yeah. if anybody's ever looking for a job and looking to start getting out, go work at a Quick Trip because they teach you work ethic and speed and quality and organization, and they pay you extremely well. And so the employees that you usually see at a Quick Trip are extremely well oh. trained and they're paid well and they do very, very well. And that's what I would expect out of our company is that when you go to Nile, it is a extreme quality of every person that works there. Interesting. That's that's a great example because hey, I stopped a quick trip on my way here, and yeah, the their workers are typically just cheerful, helpful. Things are clean. It's just a smart run business. Um, I'm curious, you know, beautiful timepieces, really great design. Is this something that you see Nile expanding beyond just timepieces, or is it? full luxury company that who knows what can happen. Yeah, you know, Nile will always be known as a luxury watchmaker, just like Mont Blanc is known as a pen company. Uh, Mont Blanc, even though they make watches and they make leather and all sorts of other stuff, you think of them as writing instruments. True. Um, Nile will always be positioned, and we will make sure we were always positioned as, gram for gram, one of the most respected watchmakers in the world. However... We will expand that and, uh, you know, in the next year, actually expand it um, in a light way. You know, if, if we were to have our own location, uh, you know, we'd be expanding our product line to be able to give uh, more entry points to be able to gauge with the Nile brand. You know, right now we have these, which I love, we have these wall clocks, which are the, the design of the GMT with the black face. And we've been seeding them throughout the city right now. And you can buy them. And they're $180. Well, we've got one coming out in KC Blue. And it is... How's that not sold out already? Well, I have not announced <laughs> it at all. You know, hey, we, we, we've waited a little honored, bit. I man. So, yeah, I've announced it on your podcast. I feel honored. That's wonderful. We, um, you know, we're coming out with these with these KC Blues. It's the same dial color and the same markers of what was on Ned Yost's wrist. Oh, that's and a so, great idea. You know, it's on it's on clock form. And so um, it sells for $180. We didn't increase the price or anything. No, we kept it the same price. Um, but, you know, it's like that's something, you know, it's timekeeping, right? It's not weird for us to make a clock no that um, makes perfect sense and you're still going to choose a quality component it, it may not be oh the, yeah the movement from the watch obviously but you're gonna it's not going to be the home depot five dollar kit oh no this thing is <laughs> this thing is uh one of the best built wall clocks you've ever you know it's not like your cheap wall clock you buy at ikea here yeah. it is it's all and that's the thing with us is that problem is that we can't expand product extremely rapidly because everything we do has to be american made so the clocks everything down to the movement including the movement on these are american made and that takes a really long time to source and sure. so um having that everyone can expect anytime now releases a product we are extremely american made to the point to where you know if there's something we can't do it's it is truly a technological leap to get there so um it's it's been the clocks are something as a first step outside of of watches, but yeah, you can keep everybody can keep their eye open for that because the the Casey Blue clocks, I think, are um, I think we may have a lineup around the block for those things. That's exciting. I I can already picture one on the wall of my office. Well, it's like perfect. That. I'll sign you up as the first buyer. I like it, man. Good. I'm in for it. But so tell me a little bit about um, 
your team so far? You mentioned Dominic. Yes. And yourself, obviously. Who else is working with you right now, and what are their roles? So myself and Dominic, I head up on the um, obviously the business side. We've got Joe Simmons and Noah Marsh. So Joe is um, KU guy. He's working with us on the operation fundraising side. Um, and so he started out as an intern and somebody that we brought on now post-internship. Like it, it, it goes to prove that you can be an intern and actually get paid post-internship. <laughs> um, and then Noah, who's worked with us, as, Noah's worked with us as a production intern, which has been great. And then we have um, uh, Chuck, which Chuck comes in and for, for production for us. Uh, a guy named Jack Ryer, who handles um, all of our online e-commerce functionality. So um, all of our AdWords campaigns and um you know, our conversion rates and all that type of jazz. Okay. Um, and then we work with some other really good partners. So between outside of our group, we've got, we work with a great company called Berger & Brown in Kansas City. Okay. Berger & Brown them. does um, precision manufacturing, and they are the foremost. Um, there's nobody that's produced more watch components for the American market than Berger & Brown now. No kidding. Right here in KC. Right here in Kansas Who, City. Uh, I've heard the name, or I think I have. It sounds familiar. But I, I would have had no idea about that. Nile has built the largest infrastructure for American watchmaking in the entire American market. There's no other place you can go to and find um, as many suppliers that have made parts for watches and not just Nile. And Berger and & Brown is now making them for other brands that we've introduced to Berger and & Brown. Huh. And um, you just cannot beat their both price, quality, and really expertise at this point. And so, you know, we work with Berger and & Brown, and they've got, you know, a very large 50,000-plus-square-foot uh, facility, 50-plus employees, and, you know, that they've got a lot of people that work on this from engineering to manufacturing. And so we're all about a collaboration. i much rather work with Berger & Brown that's got the, you know, 20, 30 million in machines and 40 years of experience than me to start building that out more. And so... Well, they've already made the mistakes <laughs> Well, you know, <laughs> to they, learn from, right? They've made the mistakes, and they've, uh, you know, like, again, the accumulation of knowledge, right? They've accumulated Absolutely. the knowledge of what to do, and so... You know, we, we prototype a lot of things ourselves, like the dials and all that. We have our own machinery to do our own dial printing. And so we do a lot of finishing in-house. And okay. so, you know, all the everything comes to us in a raw form and then gets turned into something. So cool. raw stainless, raw carbon fiber dials, and then we make it the beautiful piece that it is today. So as I walked in, you showed me some of the things the guys are working on. And it makes me wonder, maybe not now, maybe in the future, is... For someone who has the right kind of organization or budget, is real custom work on dials and things like that, is that a possibility or is that an area that you would, would go into or what? You know, we've, um, the, we are very um, careful with the brand and we're very, Absolutely. very protective over design. And so what we've, what we've learned, there's just a few sacred things that we have. And, you know, one of them is that we don't necessarily put anyone else's logo on the dial. Makes sense. The back of our watch is actually free game. We can custom engrave anything on it. But what we do is we have a corporate program that we've worked with a few groups in Kansas City, some really big names that we'll be able to announce in the future, but to create custom colors that are related to their company that can be used as a gift program for incentive for the achievements of employees. Absolutely. Um, you know, for tenureship within a company. And so, you know, we're much more affordable than a Rolex, and we will be for a very long time because I can't command the price Rolex does because, frankly, <laughs> Rolex has billions of dollars of equipment and creates the most mathematically perfect watches. You know, we are still a small group. We don't produce a million and a half in a year, but we are a good, valid option for a more boutique group to work with. And so um, our corporate um, work that we're doing has moved very quickly, 
And that's the ability, because we can do our own custom dials, I can do a custom version of blue that matches the PMS code of, of your company, or um, you know, a green or a yellow or whatever. As long as it passes design approval of the team, it's not just going to be horribly ugly, and I'm going to be ashamed <laughs> to build that. Um, you know, then we'll absolutely do it, and I think that's what's really cool about it is because, you know, it's just a, you know some people may be just a slightly different tint of blue, but if you're in the know, you're in the know. You know that person works for that group, and so. Yeah, and I'm kind of, I'm admittedly I'm kind of a design heathen. I don't see colors very well and things like that. But I worked with someone who was in the printing industry for years, and you know the Pantone colors, the CMYK stuff like that, kind of blows my mind how quickly some people pick up on that. Like, oh, that's so and so. Yep. That blue or that blue or no, that's off a little bit. That doesn't match their colors. It's kind of like if it's a important. customer walks in and shows me their watch, I can tell almost within like a date of when we made that watch because of how our processes were or what changed or nice. who was working at the company then. And so, um, you know, it, it's very interesting. Sometimes you can even see from my shoes being this deep into it, um, who produces the best work. You know, Dominic being Swiss trained has produced the best work on the planet and I can see his watch compared to some you know other people that have made watches before and I'm like man you know you just you can't beat this guy's quality it's not even things that a customer can see you know it's, well, it's, it's down be, to the very very minute details yeah, the things that you're going to see and you can see the hand of the master upon the creation <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely you know, and people who are who are art connoisseurs or uh, sommelier or something like that it's a similar deal where they can see the fine details that, frankly, guys like me won't. I, um, I, you know, I was in, in a meeting with a, a well, uh, very prominent CEO in town, and I know watches very, very well now, obviously because we make them. Um, and I love geeking out on watches, and I love looking at them. And I, you know, I don't judge anybody. If you're wearing a Timex, if it's something that you like and you like the design of it, I'm not judging that. And I was sitting there with someone who had a Panerai on his wrist, and I was like, "Oh, hey, nice Panerai," and I'd never seen one with the dial markers done this way. And I'm just looking at the dial markers on it, and the color was just a little bit different. It was a little uh -oh. off-white. And I kept asking. I'm like, man, where did you get that? that is, that's got to be a rare piece. I have never seen it. Like, a Panerai does weird stuff sometimes. Uh -oh. And then, like... You didn't burst their bubble, did you? Oh, yeah. Then, like, like, <laughs> like five minutes into just inquiring more and more, it was like, oh, well, I bought this at a um, backdoor shop in Hong Kong, and that's a fake. <laughs> and, and I wasn't calling the guy out of being no. a fake. I was just so intrigued by the details of it. And that's, you know, anyone that works at Nile, you can expect to geek out on watches. I mean, the people here, whether you're a production intern, you're an e-commerce guy, you're an investor, you're going to know a lot about watches because we really are that obsessed about it. And so... Um, That's a good thing, you know. Yeah, don't, but you know, don't try to pass off um, fake watches as real ones because we might just think it was like a rare version of it, and then I don't mean to put you know, anyone on blast. It's good but. that you gave in the benefit of the doubt. That's a lot more positive than just going straight to the fake. No, but it, you know, really, I congratulated the guy because I never seen a fake that good. I mean, he made a good Excellent. choice. If you're gonna buy a fake, it was a damn good one because <laughs> I don't think a, a retail store would have known. It was serialized wow, properly that's too. It was it was serialized everything. Everything else was done right, including really, the movement. Really hit the details. Oh, really hit the details except for the color of white and the way the markers were done. That's fascinating. And it was yeah. shocking to me, but you know, that's the world of watches. All about details. That's cool. Well, Michael, this has been great. Let me shift gears a little bit. Something sure. I like to to do to folks and. Being a native, I'm sure you have your favorites, but what to you are kind of some of your hidden gems here in Kansas City that that you think people should know more about? That could be a park, a bar, a restaurant, a service, uh, whatever. That's a really, um, that's a fantastic question I've never been asked. Um, 
you know, if I had to say hidden gems, there's a few hidden gems that I really like that are just kind of my spots. Um, one of them is Manifesto at the Rieger Hotel. Sure. Um, you know, owned by Ryan Maybe, who's also an owner in Rieger Whiskey. Rieger, hands down, is Kansas City's Spirits Boulevard. They are the next boulevard. They kind of are tracking that luxury brand market as well. Yeah, you know, and they're not overly, I mean, they're not overly uh, expensive or pretentious, um, and they're in, you know, like four or five states now, and so people are putting on um, Rieger, and they're very well respected, and so, you know, Rieger's a hidden gem in the sense that um, whether you like one product or the next, everyone loves one version of their, either their gin or their vodka or their whiskey, and I may like them all, I don't want to say, that makes me sound terrible, (laughs) but I do like them all. Um, but you know, Manifesto is a great spot. I, I go there often with people out of town. It's a speakeasy. Um, you know, I, I really think North Kansas City is kind of the next crossroads. And so most people, when they hear North Kansas City, they just think north of the river and like the bad parts of the news. But North Kansas City is actually like a very small industrial, but up and coming area that is surrounded by KC Mo. And so things are changing. Things are changing. Quite a bit right now. They are, uh, North Kansas City, in my opinion, is the next Crossroads where Crossroads was like seven to eight years ago. And so um, that's a real, real hidden gem. Coming down here, you get some, like, Tay's Burgers. Like, for example, Tay's in North Kansas City literally outpaces every burger in the city. Hot dogs, too. Hot dogs and burgers. Tay's is fantastic. So I'd say Manifesto, Tay's is probably my jam right now. Um, And then if I had to put any other person on the map, um, I would absolutely say Sandlot Goods. And Sandlot Goods, a lot a lot of people know about. They produce all the leather work for Nile. Um, oh, really? Our packaging, the whole nine yards, it's run by two really good people, and one of them is Katie Bird. She's a woman. She's a brilliant designer. Um, she's just fantastic. That's cool. Those are great tips, man. I appreciate yes. it. Yes. Well, Michael, just so we can get it right, because I don't want to mess it up, uh, tell me where um, – where to look for Nile as far as online, if if they're available to see anywhere in person, things like that, so I can make sure I get those in. It is available at uh, NileLuxury.com, spelled N-I-A-L-L, Luxury.com, or you okay. can Google search us. We should pop right up there. Um, and then, you know, I can't quite announce yet where you'll be able to see it in person. However, no I could tell you, please stay tuned, um, you know, to both the, the news channels as well as our website because we will be announcing some very cool stuff where you'll be able to engage with the Nile brand and probably the way you've always wanted to engage with it. And so um, we're going to be delivering everything people have asked of us here in the next couple of months, and that's going to be the really exciting times. Nice. Well, I'm sure everybody's looking forward to seeing it. and. We'll make sure that we get uh, all the links possible in the show notes for some of the partners you've talked about and and your prime links, Twitter and Facebook and stuff as well. But I just want to say thanks for taking the time to talk to me here, man. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to get more people knowing about it. No, I I appreciate you coming down and, you know, I appreciate you, um, you know, having this podcast and, um, you know, doing a really good professional job at it. So please keep that up. Michael, thanks again. Have a great day, man. Thank you. Okay, as you just heard, with Nile, Michael has brought us something that people around the country wouldn't expect out of Kansas City. I personally can't wait to see how they grow in the next few years as they become one of the premier watch manufacturers in the world. I really have no doubt that that's what's happening here. Now, I just want to say thanks to you for joining us again and ask you a couple quick favors. 
First off, if you're enjoying the show, just share it with a friend. Tell them about it or send them to the site. Even better, if you're an iTunes user, give us a rating and review. It'll help other people find out about the show. Other than that, please feel free to send me thoughts anytime on someone that you think should be on our show as a guest. You can always reach me at scott at kcgrades.com. Thanks again. I'll see you next time for another Casey Grades.